Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey, hey guys. It's another Sunday night. It is Dr. Delvina, your host for the Brain Love Podcast. Ooh, it has been an interesting 2020, man. We are pulling up. This is the last quarter. Things are about to wrap up and be over with. Last night, we fell back an hour. So, you know, we're we're at the end, man. And I hope everyone, I pray everyone is like doing their thing and making it through. Tonight, I'm talking about submissiveness women submitting to men and I guess we can talk about men submitting to women too check this out from Chris Brown okay so Let's see if he do that thing. He said he just needs all or nothing, ladies. All or nothing. Do we have an issue giving men all or nothing? Is it hard for... Let's see. Let's talk about black women. I, you know, I can't talk about white women because I'm not white. I am a, a woman of color. So let's talk about us. Is it hard for us to give all or nothing to our man? Is it hard for us to just turn it over and let him lead us, queens? Let's have a conversation about that tonight. So tonight, guys, we are talking about submission. Listen, I have men who write in and who have concerns. I'm not going to say they complain, but they have concerns about their ladies not allowing them to lead the relationship. Um, you know, they want their their woman to be submissive and not just in the bedroom, but to just trust them to make decisions for the union. And so they started asking me, like, is it hard for a black woman to turn over her trust to her man? And it's a good question. You know, there's a lot of topics out here about uh, black women just submitting to your man make for a stronger union, black women and submission. Why aren't black women submissive? There's, you know, different literature out there that talks about why black women aren't submissive. Do black women submit when they're with a real man? Maybe it's they're not submitting to you, you guys who ask, because you're not someone who has taken control of the relationship or you haven't taken control of your life. So maybe that may have something to do with why she won't submit to you because she can't trust you and the decisions you'll make with regard to the finances, to the relationship itself and how you're managing your life. It could have something to do about that. But let's say this is a man who is handling his business, whether he has kids from another union, whether he's been in an, another relationship before, he's handling his. So he's managing his life. He has a good credit score. He loves his mama. He's got a good relationship with his daddy. You know, he and the kids are getting along and they talk and the kids trust him. And he hasn't done anything to ruin the trust in the relationship. He's been faithful. You haven't known him to do anything. So let's talk. Why? Why? Aren't we submitting to our to our men? 
So some people will say that submission is the primary reason for choosing a white woman over a black woman who you know will love and support you. So that is, um, I don't know if that's a rumor, if that's an urban myth, or there are, I've heard some black men say that, that they will choose a white woman over a black woman because a white woman will allow them to just manage everything and will listen to what they say in and out of the bedroom. Hmm. So what do you guys think about that? You know, I think a majority of people choose who they want to be with based on who they fall in love with. But the unpopular opinion is that black women are very submissive when in the presence of a real man. That's the unpopular opinion. So what does it take to be a real man so that your woman will trust and allow you to make decisions in the relationship? And so I think it takes us back to the roles, the, gen- the gender roles. A lot of women are not embracing the traditional roles of I'm the man, so I make the decisions about our money, Right. Because back in the day, women weren't working full time as they are now. Women weren't as educated and they weren't working as much. I mean, in many households, women are bringing in more money. Their their salaries are higher than their husbands or significant others or their boyfriends. And so I think that back in the day that that played a part and why women had to be submissive, because the man was probably saying to them, listen, I'm paying all the bills up in here, so I get to make the decisions up in here. When you are paying half the bills or you're paying the mortgage or whatever, then you'll have some say. I I think that went down a lot in the 1950s and the 60s and the 70s and probably in the 80s too. You know, I was born in 76, so I can't really (laughs) – I'm not too sure about it, but I'm guessing that that happened in the 80s also. But I think money had a lot to do with it, and then once women – were um, attending school and getting jobs and becoming CEOs and making money that we kind of look like, hey, nah, uh uh-uh, you can't make all these decisions anymore. And so those roles kind of, in some circumstances, may have reversed when you think about it. And so I hear some men saying they want things to go back to the way they used to be. Like, can we have jobs? Can we be independent? Can we make money? And still allow our man to make decisions on behalf of the unit of the household if we can trust him to make good decisions. You know, as I said, this is a guy who's um, who's balanced in his life. He doesn't have a whole lot of issues going on. He's taking care of things. He's, let's say, normal. He's normal. <laughs> so we can't give the excuse that, oh, I don't like the way he deals with his mama. And I don't like how he, you know, he doesn't talk to his kids. This is a guy who can check the box in every box. And so he's on even footing. And let's not even say that income or money or careers. There's no influence from that. You guys are making about the same amount of money. So why can't we submit? Hmm? We we have to trust our man to lead. And there are times when we may lead, but I feel like we got to trust him to lead us. But I guess men haven't had a track record of being emotionally, financially, professionally rooted. So we got to talk about that. And I'm going to bring up some stuff with Fantasia. You guys remember Fantasia, right? That girl is, man, 
Fantasia is so dope to me because she is an authentic, genuine lady. Like she really, without her just being going overboard and just sharing every intimate detail of her life, she really does share some of those very intricate moments, including the time when she took pills, as she says, for rest. Um, I, I recall that people were saying she attempted suicide, but when she talks about it, she says she needed to rest. She hadn't slept for days. She'd been on the road. You know, her her management team and, and her team, period, they were stealing from her. She was young. Now she's an independent artist, and she did an interview on The Breakfast Club and had some interesting points to make about women and their men and how we should be submitting to the king in our household. So, listen, this word submission and submitting is a bad word in the, the black community. For some reason, there is it carries a negative connotation. So let's take a look at the word submit. What does the dictionary say about submission? To submit, submitting, submitted means to give over or yield to the power or, or authority of another it's to subject to some kind of treatment or influence. It's also to present for the approval, consideration, or decision of another or others. And it's a state or urge with deference, suggest, or propose to yield oneself to the power or authority of another. So submission has been a word received as a negative um, negative term in the black community and so people will talk about the Bible and what the Bible says about submitting. I mean, I've read some of those verses, and my takeaway is that the man and the woman should submit to one another is what I believe. I believe that the woman should be submitting to the man, um, deferring to him to make decisions about certain things. And, yeah, you're going to make decisions together, but there are times when only one person will be able to make a, a decision for the unit. And vice versa, the man will submit to the woman to make decisions regarding certain things. It could be regarding the income, the vacation, the budget, the children, if there's no children, managing the household or when they'll sell the house, where they're moving, whatever. So there should be reciprocity. Reciprocity is a very essential term in a relationship. Communication is essential, respect and reciprocity, right? And so... A man and a woman should be submitting to one another. But what I find in some relationships is that there's a tug of war because one person is always the one trying to be in control, to have the say-so over the relationship and to make decisions about everything all the time. And you can't do that. It has to be give and take. So submission is great. And it should be expected that the man and the woman will submit to one another. I believe that's the best way. Now, I also want to talk about the situation with black men and black women in relationships. Um, there was a study that looked at why married black men, why they think black women are disproportionately single. Isn't that interesting? So they did the study to ask black men, why are black women disproportionately single? 
And I mentioned Fantasia. That's going to come up in, in this episode sometime later in this episode. She's going to tell you why she believes black women are single and don't have don't have a man. So I'm going to break it down for you because black folks have been through a lot starting back in the days of slavery. And so um, independence is important in our communities. Independence is important amongst women. One message of independence has had implications that black men uh, cannot be trusted to stay with and provide for women. And then the other message is that a woman's utmost goal is to find a black man who will take care of her. Now, that may not be true for everyone, but I have some associates who I believe that that's their issue and why they have not met their mate is because they're looking for someone to take care of them instead of approaching the situation as let's take care of each other. Let's take care of one another. So listen, look for a person to take care of. Don't look for someone who will take care of you. And I think your plight will be easier, especially if you're not a 10. I'm just being straight up. Now, we know that among men, as income rises and jobs become more secure, the probability of marriage increases among men. Marriage may be delayed when black men pursue post-secondary post-secondary education, but once they acquire their education, the probability of marriage increases. But we also note that economic opportunities have waned for black men and black women with criminal records. That's true. And we also note that there's evidence to suggest that black women have advanced more in education and job opportunities relative to black men. So black women have advanced more in education and and job opportunities. Uh, Black women are encouraged to pursue education, secure employment, be self-reliant in communities where there's a shortage of marriageable men. That's in the black community. And black women have traditionally worked in the labor force to help sustain their families. And over time, they've become more independent and less likely to marry solely for financial support. And I think that that's an impetus for the attitudes that some black women have or take to relationships. What? I can do this on my own. I've been paying my bills all this time. You can't even pay my bills, baby. I've been paying my bills. You know, I love you, black queens. I love you. Please don't take offense to what I'm saying. But some of you know that this is true. Some of us are used to negativity and a bad thing. Some of us were raised in homes without fathers. Some of us are very defensive. Some of us do not start or initiate a relationship with a man with a loving heart. We have a heart of stone, some of us. So please, black women, black queens, do not dislike me and what I'm saying. I'm just trying to help the situation and help people gain a better understanding of how we can improve the circumstance for black men and black women in our relations. So check this out. 91, there are 91 black males per 100 black females. So we're short nine black men. (laughs) Available black females outnumber black males due to things like mortality, morbidity, and imprisonment. We know that imprisonment among black males and the increased longevity for black females plays a role in why we have more black females than we have black males. And then if you complicate that with the fact that 
black men will marry outside of their race, that just complicates matters even more. So there's an imbalance of males to females, which is further exacerbated by the increased likelihood that black men will marry someone of another race and not marry a black woman. So shit is, this shit is deep. Before I get to Fantasia and what she said about black women and what we're not doing and why we don't have a man, I'll say that the higher proportion of incarcerated black adults has been negatively linked to marriage. Blacks and black males in particular have been imprisoned at higher rates than whites or women. One third, y'all, do you hear me? One third of black men between the ages of 20 and 29 are in prison. One third, sis, that is a significant number. What can we do in our homes to keep our black men out of prison, man? And yeah, you know, I know people will say, well, we get frisked more, we get stopped more, we get arrested more, when we go to court, we get more time, we're found guilty more often. But we have to stop allowing ourselves to be in those situations to become the victim, to become the, the victim of and, and be a disparity, to be a, a statistic that's involved in these disparities in the criminal justice system. So the proportion of black men and women incarcerated has been strongly associated with the non-marriage with non-marriage than with the sex ratio. Okay. So incarcerations have really um, been a, have uh, played a, a pivotal role in what's happening and what we see in black women of there being a significant amount of single black women, basically. So let's just, let's just keep it real here. So the Bible said, and it still is news. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own. So I had to pull that song up because um, I was talking about independent black women and. If you know music, you know this is Billie Holiday, God Bless the Child. And she goes on to say, God bless the child who's got her own. So it's it's an awesome thing to be an independent woman. But as I say to people, I run a business, I'm an entrepreneur. But when I go home, I want to be with a man who is going to make decisions. Man, I get tired of making decisions all day long, every day regarding my business so when I'm home I just want to chill like baby tell me where we're going to eat tell me where to meet you tell me when you're picking me up let me know when we're going on a trip let me know tell me because I get tired of making all those decisions right so in this study that I reference it um it was a study involving married men 52 black married men and these guys talk about why there is a disproportionate occurrence of unmarried black women. So they talked about all these different themes, including gender relations, marriage education and socialization, individual development and preferences for gay and lesbian relationships. And um, we're going to get to Fantasia because Fantasia actually sort of is in alignment with what these 52 black married males are saying. They're basically seeing that black women's approach to men is misguided. 
that there's a pattern of pursuing a man that includes not exhibiting ladylike behavior. And I wonder if they consider being submissive and submitting yourself to be a ladylike behavior. But they're saying that, you know, women are cursing, wearing revealing clothing, that women set their standards too high and place more value on men who can offer material possessions and status. And being here in South Florida, I would say that's damn true. Talking to some of these women down here, they want a man to pay for every meal. They want a man to buy them this, buy them that, take them on this trip, take them on that trip. I never heard them say what they plan to do for the man. And I think that's a shame because, as I said earlier in this episode, reciprocity is important, just like communication. Um, They mentioned these 52 married men, that there's controlling behaviors, that women lower their standards to attract a man's affection. I know that to be true, too. They put up with some bull crap, that they're not approachable, meaning they're not friendly, they're not smiling, they have a bad attitude. So... I'm just saying, don't be mad at me, black queens. I love y'all. I love y'all. I'm a, I'm a queen, too. I'm a black queen. I'm a, a woman of color. I love you all. I just want some of us to be a little more submissive, man. I want us to also do things differently and pursuing relationships with men. I've spoken to women who will not say hi to a man first, who will not ask for a man's number who will not approach a man. I think that's hogwash. I really do. You don't have to wait. So I I know somebody's saying, well, you're saying we should be submissive, and now you're saying we should be making the first move. Well, sometimes you got to do that. Make the first move and then see what his his move is, what his first move and second move and third move and fourth move move and fifth move. See how it unfolds from there. Because I, I just can only imagine as a man... I think I would get tired of being the man, always having to be the one who's approaching, 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 approaching. Men like to be approached, too. They like to know that you are attracted to them. So let's get into this interview with Fantasia, because she's going to tell us why some of you black queens are not in relationships, why you have not found a good man. I mean, we need more men to stand up and and lead the way. Mm -hmm. Most women are trying to be the leader. That's Mm -hmm. why you can't find a man. You can't be the king in the house. Fall back and be the queen and let your man lead lead the way. So I salute you for that. What does that mean? You, you can't be a leader because a lot of women look at that like, no, you know, I can lead in my household. I can do this in my house. So what does that mean? That's not how it's supposed to be, and that's why we bump heads. And I feel like it's a generational thing. And we could talk. We can go real deep on that. And I might need. I don't need to start that, but it's a generational curse. Mm-hmm. And how society have placed our men mm-hmm. and women have to 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 stand up and be the Mother and the father and the provider. And so then now you are so bad. You so you can't be told nothing that when the right man come, you lose him because you're trying to be the, the man. I was going to say, right. man, mm-hmm. can we be equal? Oh, of course. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm the neck. My man's the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. all works together. But you can't be the head of the house. You got to let the man be the head of the house. But it's a generational thing. And it's what we've been taught. To stand up, be strong, be the, you know what I mean? And a, a dude come and you, everything about you is like a man. Sometimes we have no choice though. But that's what I was saying. It's right. a generational thing and it's what society has. They do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. So you think women have to, to fall back a little for their man? Is that what you think? You have to learn how to submit. 
you can still be a queen. Queen plays a part. The, the king needs his queen. Mm-hmm. It's certain things that he can't see that we see. Some people will say the queen is the most valuable uh, piece on the board. It Come is. on, anybody play chess? It is, yeah. yeah. Play, okay. My husband's teaching like me how to play moves. chess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we work together, but mm-hmm. the queen has to all has to sit back and allow her king to be the king. And what about in a situation where a woman makes more money in a relationship? That's hard because that's when jealousy starts coming in. That's when, you know what I mean? And it, that goes back to communicating and prayer. Mm-hmm. Because if a woman, you know, if you're if you're solid, you know who you are, you know what you bring to the table. A lot of times, money breaks up relationships. Money is the root of all evil. It is. So everybody's thinking about the wrong things instead of falling back and sitting and saying, "Let's play chess together." I got you. You got me. Let's go. But you know, in a relationship, a lot of times, especially you know, with so many independent women out there and, and doing their own thing, and now with an independent woman who's a let's say a boss who has their own job, pays their own bills, their own crib, their own car. Now they meet a guy and it's. It's it's hard to a, a woman to, as you would say, s- submit to a man because yeah. they're already in that position. They're already their own boss. Yeah. You know, so what happens in that situation? Listen. So check it out. Envy didn't even want to say the word submit. Did you guys hear that hesitation in his voice? He did not even want to say the word submit. He was so hesitant because submission has been seen as such a negative. It just has such a negative connotation. And I don't know if it's the same in other in other communities and other races, but we gotta, we have to have an open mind is what I'm saying. I think submission, there's nothing wrong with submitting and giving your, your all to another person. Of course, when it's the right person, when you have just, when you know everything for the most part, everything about that person and you know that they're not going to wrong you, you can trust them. You have basically vetted them. You've met them, you know them, you trust them, your spirit connects, you know, you guys. I believe in sapiosexuals. I believe in connecting with your mind and not just with your bodies because when you're with someone just for the sex and the physical attributes, that should only last for so long. Sapiosexual is so sexy to me. When you can connect with someone mentally, it goes so much farther than just the physical aspects of being with someone it really, there's a deeper connection. And, you know, they talked about that on this interview too with women and how we make love and how we're emotional. And, you know, when we love someone, it's so much better and all these things. And I guess men will probably try to say the same thing applies to them too. But for a man and for a woman, just being able to connect on a mental level and just know that you you trust that person and you've, you've tested them. Of course, you got to go through levels of gaining understanding, watching them, how they move, how they interact with other people in their lives. If they have children, how they are with their children, pay attention to what their relationship has been with their mother, their father. If they didn't grow up in a household where parents, you know, you want to gain an understanding of why that didn't happen and how has that affected that person and you want to know that they're not bringing baggage into the relationship. That All of that is important before you submit. So I'm not saying submit to an idiot. I'm saying submit to the person who deserves that submission, that, who deserves that energy. So I'm, I'm not mad at Fantasia. I appreciate that. I, I understand what she's saying. I get it. But either way, just know this. The weight of leading and the weight of following are both heavy loads. Let me say that again. 
the weight of leading and the weight of following are both heavy loads. I'm sure most of us have been followers. Maybe a few of us have been leaders. You know, as a follower, you got to have trust. You got to trust that person to lead you. So that can be a heavy load to carry. And as a leader, you have to know that people are trusting you to make decisions for the unit. And these are going to be good decisions, safe decisions. So to the black men who may be listening with their black queens, if the expectation is for us to follow, we need you to be prepared to lead. We talk about mental health and wellness. We talk about it a lot as it relates to women, but we got to talk about it more as it relates to men as well, because you guys have traumas too. You guys have been traumatized. You've had experiences during childhood that has left you feeling empty, desperate, unloved. And so as we're focusing on women going to therapy and all these things, we want you to go to therapy too. We want to be able to dive in deep. But if you can't swim, we can't dive in. We need you to be able to swim and help us feel safe in those deep waters. We want you to be the man. We want you to take on that leadership role. And I believe that most black queens, black women want to be submissive. I believe that most of us want to trust and we want it to be just that blind trust, you know, like, oh, my God, I know he loves me. I can tell by the way he shows me not just what he says, ladies, but what he shows you, because actions speak louder than words. You can't go by what someone is saying to you when they're showing you something completely different. And so I am so blessed that I have someone who shows me everything that I need to see. And that's what we want our men to do. We want you to be the leader and we want to be able to follow you. And so ladies, I'm not saying to just trust and, and follow behind any old fool. <laughs> you got to vet him. You have to believe that he has the ability to lead. If you're in a relationship with him, you're in a relationship for a reason. You chose him and hopefully that was not a foolish decision you made, you chose him for a reason. So you got to trust yourself. But if you know that you are likely to make bad decisions and who you're trusting and you have a pattern of choosing the wrong men, then don't do not follow behind him. Be sure that you have broken that pattern of choosing the wrong man. Okay. And choose the right man. So that way you feel comfortable falling in line, and allowing him to lead. And as I said earlier, the act of submission, it's a two-way street. There is, there should be reciprocity. He's going to submit to you at times as you should be submitting to him. Submission is not a bad word. The act of submission is not a weak characteristic. It is a characteristic of trust and respect that you earn through the evidence of proving that you are trustworthy to lead the person you marry, the person you're in a relationship with, you chose that person. They're a direct reflection of you. So we got to take responsibility and be accountable for the people we're choosing to be in these relationships with. We got to be accountable, man. 
You can't be mad at your baby's daddy and angry. You chose him. You got to sever ties with those negative emotions because they're really not, they're, they're not producing anything that will lead to a positive outcome. It's just a waste of your time and energy. So submission is not given. It's something that's earned. It's something that's earned. Love, trust, and respect has to be earned to receive that submission. I will submit to my man. Well, guys, I hope that I have presented a great case here and a great dialogue about submission and reciprocity and trustworthiness and being careful about who we select to be in relationships with. Really, I don't think submitting is the issue. I think that most people are willing to submit. And what you hear in the background is Fantasia's latest album, Sketchbook, her song, Enough. I love this song. So anyway, we should, if you're a smart person, if you've ever, let's say in in school, you've been placed in a group and you have to do a group project together. And typically, if you discover that your group member has better ideas or um, has a better strategy, has more experience, has a better way of executing a plan, then I let that person lead and I submit to their leadership, right? Because we can't let our egos get in the way. And that is true in a relationship as well. You can't let your ego impair the progress and the, the beautiful nature of loving someone and being in a relationship with that person. So if someone has a better idea, a better strategy, submit to them and let them execute. It's the same in a relationship. And that's why I said there's reciprocity. It should go both ways. The man should be submitting to the woman when she has a better plan or a better idea. And ego should not get in the way of that. Right? So he should submit to her and she should submit to him when the time comes. You got to recognize one another's strengths and weaknesses. That's called being mature in a relationship, and it's also called self-awareness. And one of the things that I want to make clear to you guys is this, and that's that vulnerability requires courage. Opening yourself to another person requires fortitude. It requires a lot of courage to allow yourself to be open and vulnerable. So for all of you who are going through that process, and you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable, you are a courageous person. I was talking to one of my younger cousins today. He's not that much younger. He's in his 30s, but he was engaged previously, and it didn't work out. And he said to me today, I don't think I want to do the engagement thing again. You know, I'm over that. I don't want to do that anymore. And I said to him, little cousin, you know, that doesn't make sense to me because it didn't work out one time. You can't shut out every future opportunity. It's just one time it didn't work out. You got to learn from that. Draw lessons from that, learn and apply it to the next thing. It didn't work and it's best that it did not work because just think about all the problems you'd have to resolve if you would have married this person, you know, if there was a, a child became involved, if you guys conceived any of those things. So be grateful that it didn't go past 
the point of engagement. Be grateful for that, that you guys were able to to shut that down. So guys, don't be afraid of being vulnerable. It requires courage, but just do it. We have one life to live. You can't live your life being scared, scared to trust, scared to be in a relationship, scared to let go. Let go. Throw that baggage away, man. Transparency demands trust. So when you're in that relationship, talk to that person about transparency and being honest about your past and about what you want your future to look like. Transparency demands trust. So when that person is transparent, don't judge them. Don't judge what they're sharing with you. So thank you for taking the couch with me again on another Sunday night. I appreciate your time in sharing this discussion about being submissive and submissiveness and, you know, another topic about relationships, black men and and women. I hope next episode I have a pastor on with me because some of you, I posted a a survey and I said, what would you like to hear me talk about on my podcast? And some of you want to know what's the real meaning of love? What is love? And so I want to talk about that. What is love? Because some people throw that word around like, sheesh, it ain't nothing. And love is a significant term to explain how you, to describe how you feel about a person. And you shouldn't take that, that word lightly. So maybe next Sunday we'll talk about the meaning of love, what that means, and also get into a conversation about premarital which is sex before marriage. All right, y'all. So listen, I hope you voted during early voting in Florida. Early voting ended today at 7 p.m. The general election is this coming Tuesday, November 3rd. Regardless of what the outcome is, just know this has already been written. So do not lose sleep. Do not lose control. Um, have emotional intelligence about this thing. I truly believe it's already been written who's going to win, you know, so we're going to manage. We will make it. Okay. But the fact that you voted, that says a lot. That is just, that's wonderful. If you voted, that is just so dope. Thank you for joining me on the couch and I'll be back next Sunday night at eight o'clock for another episode of the brain love podcast. This is your host, Dr. Delvina brain love y'all have a good week.